0: Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman, and I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre here in the UK. Each episode is a recording of the Bible message that would normally be shared during the Sunday worship service. While we are unable to meet together for worship, we will publish our podcasts at 10am every Sunday morning, and you can also see daily videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us. And as you listen now, we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Well, even though life is a bit different this year, you can really now tell that Christmas is right around the corner. Those telltale signs of Christmas aren't too hard to find. Christmas lights and decorations are appearing. Now, as much as I love Christmas and I love this time of year, the Christmas decorations are not going up in our house until December. But the shops have their Christmas merchandise out and are beginning to play Christmas music. Well, the ones that are open are. And the Christmas advert battle has begun. Who will win this year? Will it be John Lewis, McDonald's or Aldi's and Kevin the Carrot? Well, in reality, a number of these things have been happening for a few weeks now. It used to be when I heard the Coca-Cola advert, you know, the one that goes, Holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Well, when I heard that, I felt that Christmas had arrived. And I still feel quite Christmassy when I hear that little tune. But of course, in recent years, the John Lewis Christmas advert coming on TV has been the catalyst for Christmas beginning. But yes, Christmas is coming, Some of you have had your decorations up um, already for a little while, bringing in the Christmas cheer at this time that seems uh, um, so sad in many ways. But apart from all the decorations and all the lights, the number one thing that really brings home the reality of Christmas to me is when I begin to hear Christmas music. And once you begin to hear it, you hear it everywhere, don't you? Well, I tell my girls that we can't have Christmas music on in the house or in the car until December because it confuses the elves. But this year I've made an exception and we've started to listen to some bits and bobs. But you walk into any shop and all carols and Christmas songs are playing and you may find yourself unconsciously singing along to them as you walk along the aisles and then you suddenly realize that you've been singing out loud and very loud at that. Or is that just me that does that? But you put on the TV and many adverts have this Christmas ditty in the background. And when you tune into radio stations, odds are you won't have to wait long to hear a Christmas song. Of course, when the band are out caroling, you can guarantee that at least one person will stop and say, Oh, it doesn't feel like Christmas until you hear the Salvation Army band playing. Well, that might be all a bit different this year. We all have our favorite Christmas music whether it's Silent Night or White Christmas or Sleigh Ride, Handel's Messiah, or Holy Night, or even I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Although I think by the time it gets to Christmas, most of us may well have had enough of hearing and singing this music. I've often had conversations with people about how we sometimes sing carols so much that we don't really take notice of the words we are singing. They say the same thing, but in a different way. And often, because of this, we can be guilty of neglecting the greatest gift God has ever given to us when we sing them. You know, I consciously try each Christmas to find at least one carol that speaks to me anew. It's been a tough year, and maybe there's no song in your heart this season. Maybe, like Scrooge, you intend to bar humbug your way through the season. While it's okay if you decide that this year and that you're not going to be in the mood for the traditions of the season, please don't decide not to be in the mood for Christ or the importance of his birth among us. This Advent, we don't want to be found without a song in our hearts and we don't want to have the wrong song on our lips. So this morning in our Bible reading, we have a great example of a Christmas song. Our Bible reading outlines the words of possibly, probably the first Ever Christmas song ever sung. And this song, it doesn't talk about jingling bells and holly or reindeer. It has nothing to do with snow or sleigh bells or Santa. This song has everything to do with what really makes Christmas Christmas. This song was about all about sin and salvation, the gift of God's grace sent to a fallen human race. This song was a song of rejoicing, and it was all about Jesus. This song was sung by a humble young woman, a servant of God, whom he had chosen to bear his son. Her name, of course, was Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was just an ordinary girl that God chose to play a part in his plan to save the world. Her song, the Magnificat, the first Christmas song ever sung, reflects her faith. Faith that believed that God loves us all. Faith that believed that he could even love and use a humble girl like her. Mary's song is called, of course, the Magnificat. And this name is a Latin word which means he or she or it glorifies or magnifies. The title of this song, therefore, is simply She Glorifies, an appropriate name for this wonderful song of praise, From Mary to her God. To glorify the Lord is to extol him. And that is nothing short of enthusiastic praise. There is no spirit of bar humbug here. The second line of it says, My spirit rejoices in God my saviour. The word for rejoice literally means to leap for joy. To show one's joy by leaping and skipping. It's an expression of ecstatic or excessive joy and delight. Well, I like the way Eugene Peterson translates this term in the message paraphrase, he says this, I'm dancing the song of my Saviour God, for exactly that is the spirit of Mary's song. This song of Mary is a thrilling testimony to the reality that Jesus brings us joy. And it's quite clear to whom Mary sings her song of praise. To the Son of God she is carrying in her womb. It's the, it is the Lord Mary glorifies. Her spirit rejoices in God, her Savior, who can only be Jesus Christ, to whom she will soon give birth. While such joy may be appropriate for Mary, the mother of Jesus, after all, she, she realized that God had been mindful of her humble state and that from now on all generations would call her blessed. But do we have equal cause to be joyous this Christmas? especially given all that's going on in the world at the moment. But, you know, times and circumstances were not easy for Mary either. When Joseph learned of Mary's pregnancy, he wanted to quietly divorce her, thinking his fiancée had been unfaithful to him. And almost certainly the neighbours would gossip about this young girl who became pregnant before her wedding day. And actually, the whole of society would probably shun her. So, yeah... Not exactly the best of circumstances for her either. And so her initial reaction to the news from the angel was to be troubled and and to question it. She needed the comforting assurance of his words that said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then came the final assurance, for nothing is impossible with God." The YP Band have reminded us of that this morning. This promise enabled her to rejoice in the Lord, and she obediently surrendered to his purpose and plan for her life. Mary could be joyful because she knew that no matter how bleak the situation may become, God, her Savior, was still her ruler. He was still in charge and still in control. So along with the psalmist in Psalm 30, she could sing another song. You turn my mourning into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. Joy, I love that word. The happy state that results from knowing and serving God. Joy is the fruit of a right relationship with God. It's not something that people can create by their own efforts. And D.L. Moody has expressed it so well when he says this. Joy flows right on through trouble. Joy flows on through the dark. Joy flows in the the night as well as the day. Joy flows all through persecution and opposition. It is an unceasing fountain bubbling up in the heart. A secret spring the world can't see and doesn't know anything about. The Lord gives his people perpetual joy when they walk in obedience with him. This is the joy Jesus brought to Mary, to D.L. Moody, and he still showers on you and me today, despite our circumstances, when we walk in obedience to him. In his coming, Jesus assures us that the joy of the Lord is our strength and therefore a reason for us to rejoice. This song of praise is strikingly similar to many of the songs from the Psalms. Mary was a child of Israel. She believed in God. She had heard the word of God through the scriptures in the Old Testament. It's no wonder that her song uses some of the same words found in the Psalms. Her praise to God is based on the praises of the faithful who had gone before her. And many of our songs today do exactly the same thing. We sing back to God the the very word he he has given us. Mary was singing back to God promises he had given in the past because before her very eyes, these promises were coming true. Before her very eyes, the miracle of miracles was taking place in her womb. In verse 48 and 49, Mary sings, From now on, all generations will call me blessed because the Mighty One has done great things for me and holy is His name. You know, there are only a few references to things in the Old Testament that last for all generations. They are the Lord's name, his will, his praise, his faithfulness, his reign, his truth, his forgiveness, and his presence. The reason all generations will call her blessed is because the embodiment of all these promises of God is growing within her. Jesus is the only one, only created Son of God. He is God's truth, God's faithfulness, God's forgiveness, and God's presence with his people. Jesus will provide God's full salvation for all generations. He is the one through whom all the world will be saved. He is not just Mary's baby. He is Mary's saviour. That's why she is blessed. And so this song she sings is about Jesus. And this song wasn't sung 34 years after Jesus was born. It's not a song that remembers events of the past. It's a song of faith. Faith that looks forward. Mary did not know the details of how her son would save the world. She simply believed God's word that said he would For Mary, the main event was not the birth of of this child, but the salvation he would one day bring to all the earth. So she sang in hope despite her circumstances. And it can be the same for you and me. As we come into this time of Advent and celebrate Christmas this year, despite our circumstances, it is possible and it is okay to joyfully remember the birth of our Lord But his birth is not our primary focus. As we peer into the manger and behold the baby, there's also the shadow of the cross. It's not his birth, you see, that sets us free, but the death he died in our place. It's not a manger that assures us of our salvation, but an open tomb. The reason... We have comfort and hope in the words of the angels at the beginning of Luke's gospel when they said, Today, in this town of David, a Savior is born, it is because of the words the same angels spoke at the end of Luke when they said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Mary was blessed because the Lord was with her. All people are blessed with whom Christ dwells. When you enter into a relationship with him, you too are one of those people. Christ dwells with you. He has given you faith to believe in him. He has done everything necessary for your salvation. He talks to you through his words. He watches over you and protects you, and he always will. All generations can most certainly call you blessed as well. How cool is that? You are blessed because Jesus is with you, and he always will be. Isn't that worth rejoicing? What would happen if one morning, during the middle of your daily routine, an angel appeared and told you that God had a plan that would completely change your life? How would you respond? There are so many reasons for us to be afraid, especially in this world at the moment, and there are so many things out there that just are waiting to steal our joy. How do you respond to God's promises? With doubt? With skepticism? Or with joy. For this Advent, let us not be lacking a song, nor be confused about what song to sing. This Advent and every Advent, the song of Mary is our song as well. We rejoice with the same faith she had. We have been given the same promises. We share the same Saviour. And so, even amidst all the stuff of life at the moment, because of Jesus' promised presence, we as His servants can still rejoice. This Christmas, we will celebrate by singing songs, maybe not together in church, but maybe as you sit in your front room or walk around a supermarket or as you drive around in your car. And it's my hope and prayer that this Advent season, our songs will be like the songs of Mary, songs that are still rejoicing and all about Jesus. This season, as you sing or listen to songs about him who came to save us, May his peace be with you now, because his love is with you always. You've been blessed, and may you as his servants still rejoice in him as you sing. There's a great song that says, The splendor of the king, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice. And then the chorus says, How great is our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Let this be about God. Let's move from the stuff of life that may seem too difficult to sort at the moment. Take assurance from the words of the angels for nothing is impossible for God and still rejoice in his greatness, his faithfulness, his promises and presence. And so we're going to listen to that beautiful song in a moment of re- reflection just now. The song that glorifies God. And in your heart, sing your own magnificat. And glory to the, glorify the God. And perhaps as you do, renew your desire to be obedient to him like Mary was.
1: Sing with
0: me, will Will you let me pray with you now? Loving God, our spirits do rejoice in all your gracious acts towards us. Most of all, the event we so look forward to, the wonderful and precious gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks for the willingness of Mary to believe that the impossible could and would happen. Help us to have a faith like hers. Open our hearts and minds to believe that your promises can come to surprising fulfillment. Show us how we can best serve you with mercy and humility, empowering people to live lives of dignity and worth especially with all those who feel that life holds no hope today and help them and each of us to truly believe oh god that with you nothing is impossible and so still rejoice in your greatness this we pray in jesus name amen thank you for listening to our podcast this week so you don't miss any further recordings Please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.